I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of In-Game Live right here on SportsGrid, continuing to give you the edge in the sports investing world. I'm Dane Martinez. This is my guy, Jared Smith, and we put the fun and functional sports content. Thanks for joining us for the next two hours. You know, Jared, yesterday we were a little doomsday-ish about it all, right, because of the crazy changing COVID numbers uh, state by state and really trying to wonder, how the hell is this going to happen today? We're going to be a little bit more assuming that we are going to play sports, assuming that you still want to make bets on it, and assuming that we're here to give you the edge. Let's, you know, for today, uh, make some bets, lean some bets, and assume, like, we're going to have some action. Don't mean we can't try to get ahead of the curve, pardon the pun. Yeah, and I think in general we're we're kind of there in our brains, but obviously we're still – it's still forward enough in the future where there is still that uncertainty. Like we said yesterday, everything's questionable day to day, but I think we still have to operate under the assumption that the games are going to happen. I think we can operate under a few assumptions. I played this game with Ariel earlier this week where we were kind of looking at some of the NFL look ahead lines and then Mm -hmm. seeing how they would be adjusted with and without fans. And I, I think that's kind of the operation we have to assume here is that we're going to have this, mixed bag of fans we're gonna have a situation where you might have divisional games where one team gets the fans for the home game and the other team for their home game does not and it obviously we're gonna see some fluctuations there i think in the baseball world i think it's pretty safe to operate under the assumption that the entire season will be played without fans and then maybe if we get to a post season we might reassess there 
but you know we're going to go over a lot of baseball numbers today with some of our uh, with some of our stats from the outfield, yeah. I believe, and I, and yeah. we could we could put ourselves in those assumptions and operate with those baseline assumptions because as you know, if we don't have a denominator, we can't solve the equation. And so we have to find that denominator, whether we get to it on our own with our own handicap or whether it's given to us via hard data. Uh, we have to have a denominator or else, as you know, it's an undefined number. And mm-hmm. that doesn't help us very much uh, in the handicapping world. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I don't know if you know this, Chad, but I actually spent time as a middle school math teacher oh, no, in my I, that's history. That's why I like to use and those And the best references. part of this is there's a type of number, and you know what it's called. An irrational number is actually what it is called. And remember, we're towing the line between rational and irrational in so many different ways in 2020. But in the NFL context where we are playing, you know, one thing we're also seeing in 2020 Jared is like the social media workout video, right? Like as the way to prove that you are healthy because when doctors can't travel, whether it be for the NFL draft, whether it be in free agency, we don't know, right? We've seen Tua, we've seen Cam Newton, we've even seen Alex Smith. And one of my favorite ones, Jared, was Big Ben Roethlisberger because if you want to be honest, he added the wrinkle that he would shave his beard when he was able to actually throw the ball again. Well, this week we also heard Mike Tomlin, and he said that he was comfortable with where Big Ben was in his rehab. Not ecstatic, not happy, not overjoyed, but comfortable. I don't know what that means. But my question for you is, do you believe in Big Ben at the age of 38 and what he means for this Steelers? Like, if I tell you Big Ben plays in 15, 16 games this year, are you showing me a Pittsburgh Steelers team that is in the playoffs? Um, What do you think about this news? Because the Pittsburgh Steelers have never really gotten the secession plan happening, right? Like, Jameis Winston is in New Orleans right now. The Steelers have not done this. What do you think about, in essence, the Steelers continuing to shove all in with Big Ben? Is he ready? Yeah, not only, uh, you know, is Big Ben doing what he's doing and, and, and the Steelers didn't address that. They don't even have the guy that they drafted as the backup, Josh Dobbs. They shipped uh, him off to Jacksonville. Mason Rudolph, so. not the answer. Duck exactly. Not the answer. Yeah, I think we were very, I think it was very obvious to everyone watching Steelers games last season that if they had any semblance uh, of a statistical average quarterback, probably would have been in the playoffs with that defense. Uh, they finished just outside of it. If it was a seven-man or seven-seed, seven yeah. if it was the seventh seed, they, they they would have been in there. And I think they would have faced who was the two in the AFC last year? It wasn't Kansas City. Kansas City. It was Kansas City. Was the Kansas two? Kansas City. Yeah. So they would have faced Kansas City in that first in round. Right. Instead that's of the bottom, right. Yeah. I'm assuming they would have. I'm assuming they would have lost that game. Uh, but again, I, I think it's safe to operate under the assumption that Pittsburgh is very comfortable. Uh, in fact, that was the word that was used by the doctors. Was they're comfortable with 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 Big Ben's return? And you know whether that's a smokescreen or not. I, I think at this stage of the off season, you know we do know now a definitive date. I believe it's July 20th ish. Uh, that training camp will start. Yeah. yeah so. I, I think it's safe to say that a month out from training camp, we have to take the doctors at their word because we don't really have much else to go by. Uh, but when we do get to training camp, I think we'll get a much better picture for where Big Ben's status is. And I think the tea leaves that you need to read is how many reps does he take? Does he take with the first team? Is okay. that percentage 100? Is it 90? Is it 60? Do they give Mason Rudolph some reps there? Do they cover their bets a little bit, okay. hedge their bets a little bit? So that's what that would be my early inclination is check the practice reports and see what kind of first team reps Big Ben is getting early on. 
Uh, but again, a lot of this is smoke and mirrors. And, and you know better than anyone, we get close to the NFL draft. We hear X, it's probably Y. We hear Z, it's probably yeah. B. And, and so at this point, we just have to take the doctors and Mike Tomlin at his word. We have nothing else to go by. So any, anything else would just be uh, an assumption uh, at this point from us. So I, I am confident that Big Ben will be ready. And until I see otherwise with my own set of failing eyes, uh, I'm going to I'm going to just have to take the doctors at their word. Now, the number for Pittsburgh and if we bet them or not. Well, that's a different story, and and I think it really bleeds into this conversation of uncertainty and questionable okay. status sure. with not only players that are injured, but also players who are healthy, at least uh, on paper. So I, I think that, to me, is the bigger argument, and I would not be betting any futures bets right now just based on the rhetoric we're hearing from other places around the country and, and where we are with this virus, I think the numbers are not going to drastically change that much, you know, and if they do change in a negative way, then you missed out. But my, my point is, I don't think you're going to see the Steelers go from, I think they're plus 340-ish to win the AFC South, uh, North right now. Like, Check it out. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It's, it's plus 340. So I, you're not going to see that number go up at all. You're not going to lose value on that number between now and when the season starts. I, I just don't see that happening, barring an injury to Lamar Jackson, of course. Right, right, right. You know, barring that, you know, kind of catastrophic injury, which we can't handicap. Uh, it, I, I think you're going to get that in number. Especially COVID time. Exactly. I, I think you're going to get that number regardless. So I would wait and I would watch Big Ben, listen to the practice reports coming through, see how he looks, and then make that bet if you do want to, uh, if you're bullish on the Steelers this season. All right, fair enough. Let me let me press it. You love to hedge. You love yeah. options. We think through things here, because remember, in a few a few weeks back, remember I told you that you know I think Pittsburgh is an interesting team for guys like Cam. If the Rooney statement wanted to happen around a guy like Cap, you know, if they could stomach it, right? But that's if you know Ben doesn't play out the right way, right? In the universe where Ben does play out the way, right way, can we entertain this for a while? Can, what, what do you think about the fact that Big Ben? is currently the favorite, Jared, for the NFL Comeback Player of the Year. Um, at, I believe, 250, it's him and then Gronk, guys like J.J. Watt, guys ironically like Cam Newton, right? So when you talk about this, can't this, in essence, go one of two ways? Either he's not ready, right? Uh, it's a problem, age, injury, performance, what have you. And then, you know, I might bet Cam Newton to Pittsburgh. But if it does play out well, right, then what about him as a comeback player of the year as part of, you know, one of these hedge bets that you like to talk about when you do this and you correlate it with one of the players, you know, in the if-then situation of it all? The yeah, law I mean, of syllogism, it, by the way, my second middle school teacher. <laughs> the reason why I don't think that is the proper hedge here yeah. is because that number is less than what the Steelers are to win the division. Plus 250. So you think the division is the way as opposed to, say, like the numbers you'd be getting on, say, yes, no playoffs for Pittsburgh? Yeah, and that's actually a good question, too. I'm curious what that one is. I'll pull it They're up They're right minus now. money yes. on the no side right okay. now, but it's not a lot. It's uh, it's pretty close either way. I see yes, minus 134. So it's okay. basically a pick em. Uh, You know, you, you don't see a huge edge there on either side. No is plus 110. Um, I think if I had to play this straight, I would go Steelers to win the division, and then I would maybe sprinkle on uh, my guy Juju 
to win the because I was high on him last year. I was very high on Juju last year, and he totally uh, defecated the mattress, as you like to say. Hey, tell me about it. Yeah. What about this top five defense though? Minka Fitzpatrick gets DPOY votes. That's a good one. Both Watts are, I've told you this, the Watts That's and the Bozas combined make up four of the top six defensive player of the year candidate. Are, uh, I, would, I, I, think, I think that's a, I think that rings more true. You're getting 15 to one on TJ Watt. Um, you're getting 29 to one on Minka Fitzpatrick. So here's how I would play it. I would go Steelers to win the division at plus 340. Okay. And then if you are really bullish on Pittsburgh this year, I would take a 10th of a unit, TJ Watt, 10th of a unit, right. Minka Fitzpatrick. And then the wide receiver totals, uh, most regular season receiving touchdowns. Forgot like I Juju. see Juju right now at 25 to 1. So I would say if you're really bullish on the Steelers, that's how I would play it. I think Big Ben to win comeback player is a good bet on its own. As but because the number is not very long, I don't yeah. think it's 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 part of the hedge. the hedge category. I think that is just a standalone bet. And I wouldn't yeah. even call it a hedge because it's really more of an accelerator because you're thinking Pittsburgh's going to really overachieve the market and you're going to have multiple players in the mix for multiple awards and yeah. multiple accolades Listen. Uh, leading the league and receiving yards or, you know, defensive player of the year, et cetera, et cetera. Where the hedge on the other side would really be like Lamar Jackson to win the MVP. Uh, you know, if they continue to if play well. If it's Steelers division, right. If it's Steelers division total. So if you're bullish on the Steelers, which I'm not crazy bullish on them, I would say I'm probably even on the Steelers and the Browns. You've you've brought me around to Cleveland a little bit. Uh, but I, I, I do think the Steelers are a team with a defense that can certainly shut down any offense in the NFL. Yeah. And you improve that quarterback situation That's by right. going from whoever – name, you know, X, Y, Z to Big Ben, then obviously that's a massive step up. If he is, in fact, healthy and ready to go. And that's why I think uh, the notes that we started with, where they are comfortable with where he is in his rehab, is a huge key, perhaps no bigger than anybody else, which may be perhaps why he is the favorite to win comeback player of the year. Remember, they would have been the seventh seed. They have a evolving defense that is ascending. And if they come back with a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback that still has anything left in the tank, they could make noise in the A. AFC North and in the AFC. When we come back on the other side of the break in game live, Jared, we got to talk a little bit about this evolving Jamal Adams story. And you said you played a game with Ariel. I want to do something similar. I told you, let's see, where is it a big deal? The uncertainty, the variance continuing to reign supreme in the NFL. All that and more on this edition coming up of in game live, giving you the edge right here on Sportsman. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into In Game Live here on Sports Grid. Dane and Jared talking about the NFL. We're looking at the news and notes that have happened. I think Big Ben is one of these players to watch. I put him in the category with a Dak Prescott. I put him in the category with a Drew Locke, perhaps, in terms of a lot of eyes on them, at least at the start of the season at the quarterback position. Uh, one of the biggest defensive players in the NFL that has been in the news because of contract negotiations and the like has been Jamal Adams. And that story has gone back and forth uh, this week as well. Jared, you know, I mean, we know this is not a new story. The idea of the contract extension that Jamal Adams wants, you and I both believe that he is one of the best defensive players in the league. But whether or not you allocate or cave in this kind of business decision to a safety with years on his contract, reasonable people can disagree based on the case study and the situation of the team. But what I think is interesting is that, you know, Manish and the like this week are starting to talk about how, listen, Jamal Adams doesn't respect Adam Gaze. Neither do other people in the locker room. Then you see defensive coordinator Greg Williams, who has head coaching experience, and I make that note for a reason, and is a player's coach who, you know, took over after Hugh Jackson, is like, listen, I love Jamal Adams. This guy gives me effort. This guy is a born leader. I want him on my defense. I don't usually get into business aspects, but pay the man. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's what he said, right? And then it comes out with the respect about Gaze. Now we're hearing Adam Gaze being like, no, I love Jamal. I respect Jamal. I want Jamal to be a part of this. So, you know, we are months away from the season. We've asked, we've talked about like best case scenario here. I think that because there are still years on his deal, and I don't know about a safety pushing it the root like a running back would, I think Jamal Adams is going to be in green and white. I hope that they take a step forward and get better, and he wants to stay. How are you reading this situation with Jamal? I know you didn't like it before because of the extensions and the other teams and, you know, what his camp is coming out with. Yeah, I think, I think that, to me, is the hardest part to this 
I think the fact that he continues to push rhetoric that he doesn't want to be in New York unless he gets an extension, but he's willing to play for other places without an extension, that does rub me the wrong way. Um, But I respect his want and need to get paid and play for a team that wants him there and wants him there for a long time. Uh, Every player of his caliber, for sure, should be linked up with a team that certainly wants him to play. Uh, the rhetoric from the coaching staff, I think, is positive. Um, I, 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 I have no issues with Greg Williams, who I, I think should be the head coach of the Jets. Uh, pushing, coach of the New York Jets. yeah, seriously, <laughs> pushing, pushing that rhetoric. I have no issues with that. I mean, let, I mean, and listen, you pair him with Eric Bieniemy, by the way. But I digress. Go ahead. I have no problems with that either. Um, it, you know, I listen. Jamal's a really polarizing figure, and I, I, I think, I, I think Jamal is a little misunderstood. Uh, it, you know, when, when, when you look at it through the vein that we were looking at it uh, a week ago, I, I think it's easy for a, a reasonable person to say Jamal is being a little unreasonable uh, by driving down you the street. You were that reasonable person. I was yeah, driving down the street in his Hummer saying, I'm trying to play for the Cowboys, right. you know, shouting. You know, that, right. that's just bad optics. I think a reasonable person could look at that and be like, do you really want this guy on your team? Uh, but I think that's just Jamal's personality. And I think the coaching staff's response tells you everything you need to know right. about where they stand on him. Right. If the coaching staff took pleaded the fifth and said, we're just going to let the business people take care of this and the agents and the GMs, and I'm just the coach of yeah. the team. You give me the players. I'll coach the team. I think that was the tea leaf you would have needed to be like, yeah, they're probably a little further apart than you think. But – the fact that we got not only Greg Williams, but also Adam Gase, who has to toe more of a party line than Williams does, you know just as well as me, the head coach is more of a political figure, whereas the defensive coordinator can be a little more outspoken about his true feelings. Uh, just because the way the head coach is viewed, it's like yeah. this, you know, president of the team type of feel, speaking for the team, more so towing the company line than a defensive coordinator who, by the way, Greg Williams has been one of the more outspoken coaches in the league even before he got to New York. Uh, of course, the whole spot, not the spy gate, the bounty gate. Bounties, baby. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, uh, that, that was all that was all the rage back in the early 2000s. Right. Um, but so, again, a player's coach. Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, and, and, I, and, and I think that and so I think he's that, gonna come to his players defense right away. You know what I mean? He is. But I, I think the Gase, I, I think the Gase comment to me was more prominent. I would expect Greg Williams to back his boy there. I have no, I have no uh, doubt that Greg is fully in Jamal's corner. I mean, let's be real. He's one of the best safeties in the NFL. If I'm Greg yeah. Williams, I want Jamal Adams fully motivated and fully on my team. I think oh. it was the Gase comment that turned my tide on this and that really led me to believe that this is strictly business and there's no animosity between the team and Jamal from the coaching perspective, yeah. which really is, is, is what it comes down to because – if, if the coaches believe that Jamal's not giving full effort, he's holding something back because he's not getting his money, I, I think the coaches would have said that. And I think you would you would see that based on their reaction. But I think yeah. their reaction was very positive and here. Listen, I was yesterday, you know, last time we talked about this, because you even in the last, you know, piece, we're talking about the rhetoric around the draft, the rhetoric around an injury, you know, and I think the rhetoric at this time of year around someone who wants to get paid is going to be something like this. There is a back and forth. And you're like, sometimes around the draft, when you hear X, it's Y. And sometimes when things are really loud, what's happening underneath it? When things are really quiet, that's when things get done, you know? So I, I hear all that. I am also 
encouraged by this. And here's the thing. No one is saying that Jamal Adams is not a stud. We were just in the last segment talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and one of your ways to hedge was the idea of Minka Fitzpatrick at 29-1 to 1 to be the defensive player of the year. Well, I consider Jamal Adams one of the top three center, uh, safeties in the NFL, and yeah. he's going as the third safety in that market, you got Derwin James at 20 to 1 for DPOI, Minka Fitzpatrick at 29 to 1, and then Jamal Adams at 33 to 1 for DPOI. Now, does a safety usually win that award? No. I'm not so sure. I would beg to differ, but I do think Jamal Adams at 33 is better value than Derwin James at 20 because, you know, a Boza brother is right there as well. I think it's ironic that Jamal Adams is 33 to 1 at the same level as Jadavid. Clowney, who doesn't even have a team. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't be. I, I just think a safety. It, it's so hard for a right, safety. Right, I don't know that's a safety award. award, right? Yeah, I, I think D line is is the first place I would think, yeah. and then probably, and then probably like a middle linebacker that's going to rack up like a gajillion tackles, like a yeah, Bobby, Bobby Wagner type. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, those would be the first two positions I would look towards, and it is very similar to. The MVP. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even I wouldn't you couldn't give me a number big enough to bet on a non quarterback in the MVP market. Yeah, I just it, it's just a losing proposition. If you look at the last 10 years of MVPs. Uh, and, and so I, I think positional groupings have such a weighted average on this on this award, on these awards in general, that you almost have to throw your handicap out the window and you have to operate under the assumption that unless I'm getting a number that just blows my socks off. I can't look at a non-D-line middle linebacker stat stuffer type of player uh, for that award. So I, I think there's other ways to bet the Jets that are probably better suited for Jamal playing well. Well, I mean, if, if you really think that the Jets defense is going to be a dominant figure with Greg Williams this season, I mean, that number of six and a half, I know the schedule's tough, but that win total... Uh, would be the first place I would look because we saw what the Steelers did last year with a dominant defense and zero quarterback play. Right. Now, I wouldn't put Sam Darnold in the same boat as Duck Hodges. Sam's got to stay healthy, which is another argument for another day. And then you throw the whole COVID mystery right. in there, and it, it adds to that uh, intrigue of whether or not Sam's going to play all 16 games for the first time in his career. Uh, my handicap would be no, that he won't. In fact, if I had to make that bet, I would I would be curious what the number would be. My guess is it'd be heavily juiced to the no. But I, I think Sam playing 16 games is absolutely vital, as is Jamal Adams being happy, happy first, then healthy. Uh, and, and, you know, we say that all the time, have a happy and healthy new year. Well, you know, Jamal better have a happy and healthy season or else I think it's been tough for 2020 to be a happy, healthy year. <laughs> it's, but, you, know. It, you know what the you know what the irony is? So. The Jewish high holidays are in about two months, September-ish, two and a half months. Um, and that's the sweet new year. We eat apples and honey on, on Rosh Hashanah. Um, and it, it's going to be tough this year to to, to wish people a sweet It's going to be more bitter year. herb. Yeah, it's going to be more haroset or more maror than haroset this year at the Passover Seder. Uh, I, I, I digress, though. I Listen, I, I think Jamal is is a transformative figure on this team. He wears the C on his uniform for a reason. He's entering the fourth year of his rookie deal. Obviously, he wants to feel the love, the Quan, uh, as mm -hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr. would say uh, in Jerry Maguire. He wants that love. But I think he's still a year away. Now, what he is doing, though, he is laying the foundation for a very strong negotiating you know, situation next offseason. 
And I think if he has the foresight that you and I have sometimes about looking at the bigger picture, maybe not taking this year. Who knows? This year could be a total wash anyways. I mean, there is so much uncertainty. If you're Jamal, do you really want to shove your chips into the middle this year? So that's a business decision. And that's something Jamal is going to have to figure out with his camp. Uh, But I do think there are some variables that we are just totally incapable of handicapping today that Jamal and his camp probably aren't fully thinking of. Because if I'm Jamal, I'm thinking to myself, I'd rather wait till next year to get that big deal. Something tells me the NFL, the salary cap, and the way that the teams are spending money. Listen, the the share of BRI in the NBA, we don't know. The salary cap is going to have to fall in Major League Baseball. We absolutely do not know. So you're right. Timing is everything. You know, and I go ask Sam Bradford about that when it comes to money about timing, you know. Um, So absolutely, we'll see how it plays out for the Jets. I do think in this Defensive Player of the Year award, the fact that there are literally two Watts and two Bozas as like four of the top, what, 10 choices potentially. Joey Boza, the longest of them all at 25 to 1. J.J. Watt, 21 to 1. T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt, shorter odds than J.J. Watt that I find interesting. And then, of course, Nick Boza with the defending NFC champion San Francisco 49ers at 13-1 to in this market. Now, Jared, you talked about being incapable of handicapping these things, right? This cloud is hanging over us, but we hope that football does happen and that week one does happen, right? So when we come back, here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at these week one lines. We're going to look at these matchups. We're going to look at these totals as well. And we're going to see, should we be leaning under when we don't know how many players are going to be available? Should we see that there's some games that, oh, now without the hook or the home field advantage, we are more likely or we should lock something in now? We play a game here on In Game Live looking at the week one lines and totals is it a big deal is it no deal is it a little deal we find out where does jared want to snack where does jared want to squint because of the lives that he now has we do all of that as we continue to put the fun and functional sports content right here that's jared laughing proving the point right now it's a nice little summertime sunday thanks for spending it in a leisurely manner with us it's in game live we'll be right back after this giving you the edge on sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Welcome back, everybody, to In Game Live right here on Sports Grid. Dane and Jared going into the NFL. Some of the stories we're following, how we can get ahead of it. And you know, Jared likes to build the positions to snack off of and to think in a comprehensive way how to make a little bit of extra cash. That's why we bring our weekend stimulus check to you here on Sports Grid. One of the things we were talking about off air and one of the places we're going to apply the syndicate thinking to is week one now because listen we have our friends at FanDuel have put up the week one odds for every game not only odds Jared but totals which I think are another very interesting thing to look at under the context of where we are you said in the last segment so far we've had two segments and you've said incapable of handicapping and we've talked about irrational numbers already on this episode of in-game live but guess what there are numbers out there for week one so let's figure out how we can give the people the edge here on sports grid for example you look at the season opener jared where the kansas city chiefs will be hanging a banner passing out rings against the houston texans but wait what if there are no fans in the stands jared to celebrate as that banner gets raised you know as the former chiefs greats come on out you know not only winning the super bowl but the lamar hunt trophy for the the franchise of lamar hunt and whatever they do the pomp and circumstance that happens but there will likely be no fans there right and if we're supposed to get three points for a home field advantage, maybe even more in Arrowhead on the night they celebrate their championship. But right now, the Houston Texans are getting 10 points, and this total is 54 and a half, which, you know, a lot of things have to happen, and we don't know who will be available. How do you look at this season opener right now under the variance cloud of COVID? Um, first thought is... That number is seven in the hook, if not seven, if there's no fans. Because right. you know just as well as me, that initial... chops and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that initial burst of fan excitement for week one of the defending Super Bowl champs. They're hanging the banner. They're giving their rings out. 
It's arguably the most attended. It'll arguably be the most attended game of the season, and it'll arguably be one of the most raucous crowds. So instead of three, should be four. With three and a half? Yeah, three in the hook. And and also, I, I would argue that Kansas City, along with maybe Minnesota, Seattle, among the toughest places to play in the NFL. And, and if you want to take it on a college football perspective, just right. to just to take it in that vein, uh, a whiteout at at Beaver Stadium and a and a and a, a night, night game. Yeah, a night game at LSU. Sure. From all sharp angles, that's a four point edge in in home field. Uh, right. From what I've heard from some of my expert friends out in Sin City. So I, I would say the Chiefs on a night like that would be three in the hook. So you could make the argument that this line. Right. So you seven. think it's six and a half. You yeah. think the true line should be six and a half. And it's double digits right now. I'm getting the full field goal in there as well. So like, what's up with Houston plus 10 right now? I, I, I would bet it right now. And my strategy would be. And I think you said this yesterday about lean dogs, lean, lean money line dogs, variants. Why not? Yeah, no, I, I, I think if you're a, if, if you're a long-term sharp better like we try to be, I would say take Houston today at plus ten, and I'd be willing to bet you can buy back on the Chiefs at seven, seven in the hook at least. Uh, come at come some point game over game. the yeah. next three months. Exactly. Right. Uh, and you, you almost treat it like a futures bet now. I don't know if I would do this for every week one game. There's a okay, few games well, where the spreads are very much in That's plus. why the name of our game that we're playing <laughs> is Big Deal, Little Deal, or to steal the IP from Howie Mandel, No Deal, right? <laughs> so in this game, Big Deal? Yes, Big right. Deal. I, I can look, and we'll go through them. I can see at least two more on this board that are Big Ooh, Deal. So this is what we're trying to do. We're giving people the edge on sports grid. Before we do that, because I think when you say you find a couple more, you're talking about spreads. I want to ask you, though, about totals as well here, okay? Maybe not the individual ones, but first, let's start by teaching people how to fish, as is our want on in-game live. You know, so we're hanging totals right now. Under the assumption of home enthusiasm, under the assumption of full availability, and and Jared, that's not going to be the case. Nope. One that thing, like we don't know about fans, blah blah blah. I I'll be willing to bet you right now that there will be, you know, greater than zero players on each team that is out on a COVID DL or something like that. It's gonna happen, right? And so, the total bet maybe one unlike picking a side where I can lean because of this availability and I lean under, no? Yeah, I, I think the I think the totals are a little tougher because I think the totals you have to also take into account, let's say for instance, a and if you want to lean under, let's say for instance an entire defensive secondary gets eradicated. Yeah. I mean and and you know just as well as me that the and they get the, up early and park the bus in the second half. <laughs> the scheming, the scheming of the secondaries in in my eyes is just as important as the actual physical talent and execution and who gets what, which responsibility, yeah. blown coverages. That usually is where we get the biggest plays in the NFL. So if a secondary gets busted up real early, sure. I mean, you know, that could be an, an early indication for the over. But I, I think it's a tougher distinction to make blanket statement like we can with the dogs. An underdog on the road, blanket statement to me, if you think the number's big enough and you think there's not going to be fans in the stands, you will get significant value betting the underdog today. 
the road underdog today, like that Chiefs-Texans game. Whereas I, I, I don't, and it's not to say that it won't get there, but I struggle a little bit more to find that with a total. Whereas, let's say, for instance, we get to the Chiefs-Texans game with no fans in the stands, and l- let's just say everybody is playing in that game. Yeah. Let's assume that. I, I, I don't think, and there might be an edge on the total for another reason, but I, I don't know if the no fans is a, is a total edge. Now, obviously, if wide receivers miss or secondary misses, right. that would change the equation. But I think the totals for me, actually, I would lean offenses, really, because the audibles would be a lot easier to hear and understand. So maybe you would lean overs. Uh, but I don't think it's a blanket statement. There's that, that maybe the again. <laughs> I know. Maybe, baby. I'm going to be saying that a lot over the next few months. No, that's that. true. All right. So that's one game. And, and, and good note on the total. You're right. Yeah. A, a position group on offense or on defense can equally be eviscerated, right? You know, another game I want to ask you about. This next one is Bears-Lions in Detroit. And Detroit is, you know, under a field goal. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. This is with getting the three points at home. So, you know, you would apply that logic, the neutral field. But I've asked you before, and I'm going to ask you again. One of the things we do know about is no joint practices. One of the things we know about is the potential for only two weeks of preseason. The Bears have a quarterback battle on their hands. Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles, where whoever wins that, will have less time with the starters than a normal incumbent starting quarterback because it is an open competition. What does that mean for Chicago out of the gate week one? I think Chicago, we talked about it too with the whole Trubisky Foles debate. Yeah. I think I, I think Chicago for me is a – the only thing I would bet on the Bears right now is that Trubisky uh, prop. Uh, I, I just I, I see so much upside with them. But then remember last week when when I was like, oh, yeah, they're yeah, under they're 500. Total is eight. I was like, you got I was like, what? Like, yeah. I, I was almost shocked. Uh, and I don't know if it's an overshoot. It, it could be. And again, I think the key here is and, and we made this distinction. And I think this is the distinction you have to make. The books are operating under the assumption that it will be Nick Foles as the starting quarterback. He's and minus two hundred in that bet. Yeah, and and that's where they got that win total from. So if if you all of a sudden take take Foles out of the mix and put in Trubisky, and that win total drops to say seven, well then I would be inclined to bet the over because the win total to me is not. Well, I take it back. the 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 starting quarterback prop to me is a week one bet where the win total is obviously a seventeen sure. week bet. Yeah. So if you take off of the top of that win total based on Foles being the backup. Well, maybe Foles is only the backup for one week. So I, again, it's value hunting. Whereas the bears at eight is a no bet at seven under the assumption that Trubisky's the week one starter. I, I'd be more inclined to make that bet. I would rather bet the bears to make the playoffs than the over eight, because you would think if they win nine games, they're going to be in the playoffs. And I think that number is much more favorable uh, in terms of the juice. So I, I, that's where I am with the Bears. I, I'm not going to lie. I could see them having a Steelers-type season with <laughs> their defense and just absolutely shutting teams down. They play in a very interesting division. Very interesting division. I think the NFC North is the most fascinating division in football this season. You have two teams in that division who could legitimately be a Super Bowl contender or miss the playoffs entirely. I, I, I And again, Minnesota and Green Bay have two of the best home fields in football. You take that out. And then you add in the fact that their quarterback situation, Green Bay obviously has a solid quarterback situation, but how are we handicapping 
Aaron, uh, uh, the Rodgers mentality right. after the Jordan Love situation. And also Kirk Cousins, I feel like, on any given week, could, could throw seven interceptions. So it, it is a really interesting division, whereas I could see both of those teams falling back to the pack and Chicago being the team that takes advantage of that. Detroit, too. Uh, Matt Patricia is fighting for his job. Same thing with Nagy. So I, I think the NFC North, very fascinating division this season. But I was shocked uh, at that Chicago number, which is why I'm going to lay off the win total. Interestingly enough, that NFC North division play each other in week one, right? We've already talked about the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. Let's talk a little bit now about the Packers and the Vikings, those two teams that you think are going to be at the top of this division. That game is in Minnesota. You previously mentioned the Vikings with a big-time home field advantage, maybe three and a hook. Well, what do you know? They're favorites by three and the hook. These are teams that are like co-favorites to win the division right out of the gate. We talk about consistency. We talk about the drama in Green Bay after the draft. You know, this number speaks to these two teams being even on a neutral field. Jared, without fans, you have to believe that this could be a neutral field, right? So we're going to look at this. You talked about the big home favorites. We found another one in Baltimore that we will discuss as well. We'll ding, do ding, all ding, of ding. that. Listen, bro, we got this. That's what we do. We put the fun in functional sports content. And that's what we also say. We're teaching you how to fish, right? And you said, in general, the idea of the home favorite. So I can figure that out, figure where I cross a key number in football. That's what we do. Teach you how to fish. I don't know how many times I've got to tell you, for my man Jared, I'm merely the spitting statistician. That's what we're going to do when we come back. Keep giving you the edge right here on Sports Grid. It's a Sunday edition of In Game Live. Come on right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos 
in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back in, everybody, to In Game Live here on SportsGrid. Jared and I looking at the week one lines. We're playing big deal, no deal, little deal. We're finding all the big deals. That's what we want to do in giving you the edge here on SportsGrid. And the, and the, the trend, one of the things you were saying were like the double-digit uh, kind of favorites or a big line, right? They're crossing over the key number with the home field advantage. You're also mentioning, Jared, the uh, – the the divisional matchups, right? We had yeah. one in Green Bay, Minnesota. And then when I look at Cleveland and Baltimore, we've got the heavy home heavy. favorite, right? But you're saying not so fast, especially with the trend, you know, and maybe even with this context of the pandemic. Yeah, let, let's start with a trend. I'm seeing a very strong divisional week one trend where the dogs are covering uh, on the road at a very high percentage, especially with teams. And it, to take it a step further, it was 78% of a team that actually won the prior year. And that holds true for this Cleveland. Cleveland was one of the only teams to beat Baltimore last yep. season in the regular season. Yep. So this Browns team getting eight in the hook going into Baltimore week one, Lamar Jackson's going to get top billing there, but this number should be five or six because right. you have to take out the number. Week one is one of the rowdiest weeks of home crowds yep. in the cross the NFL. So I, I really – I am convinced. That's why I never bet a road team in like a knockout pool week one, you know? Good point. That I am convinced that these numbers are not adjusted for fans. Right. And, I, and I, I'll, I'm going to ask John Sheeran about We this. get ahead of it. Give you the edge. I, I'm going to ask John Sheeran about this tomorrow uh, because we have him on the show every Monday now on TMA. And I, I – Think, I think I should probably bet these bet before, before I ask. ask them. Do me a favor <laughs> before you uh, let me know. Yeah. Okay, so I can get it in. We're trying to give people the edge, for goodness sakes. You don't like get let it now or ask them tomorrow. The and then have the edge. You're giving away the edge. Text me, bro. We've talked about you, this. Brother. I got you, brother. Before, okay, before you ask him, and by ask him, I mean notify him, then uh, <laughs> why don't you let me know? Thank you. So, please, <laughs> go down. Sure. Uh, just to recap, and, and just to kind of backtrack for a second, my, my finest moment as a handicapper, and I'm not even kidding, this is an actual true statement. My finest moment as a handicapper was about a month ago when we had John on the show, and he asked me, and again, this is another reading the tea leaves situation. He asked me straight up, have you ever been flagged on Fando before? <laughs> that was my finest moment as a handicapper. The head of the largest sports book on the East Coast asked me, little old me, if I've ever been flagged on his book before, <laughs> which is another way of saying your your bets are too good. You got to stop this. We got to get a little number on you to make sure we know where you are at all times. We got to get a tracker on you to make sure we know uh, where you are at all times. That was my finest moment as a handicapper. The answer to the question is no. I've never been flagged on Fanduel before. The reason is I'm not betting enough. I mean, if I'm betting a right. hundred bucks, no one's gonna flag me for that. Betting a thousand bucks, maybe that's another story. Uh, but I'm, not, I'm never gonna get flagged because I don't bet enough. But I do find the sharp numbers, and I'm telling you, 
Ask Kevin Walsh. Ask him on the early line this week about it. We move lines on FanDuel. We'll come out and tweet something, say something, and I swear five minutes later they're listening because they're moving the line. So, uh, and, and as they should be because if we're saying it to you, obviously there's a trend that's notable enough to where we're seeing other people bet it or we're mm-hmm. telling you that it's wrong. And if we're saying the number is wrong, as good as they are setting those lines at FanDuel, trust me, they they make mistakes. They let things slip through the cracks. That's what there we're here are for. so many markets and areas to exploit those markets. It's a bandwidth issue. <laughs> it is a bandwidth issue. You can't, I mean, you know, and, and John, maybe one day, if you want to hire me as a consultant, it's like that movie uh, with uh, Tom Hanks and Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, the, the one where he was like the criminal and, you know, he was like forging checks. Catch me if you can. <laughs> catch me if and you then can. at the end of the movie, the FBI hired the criminal to help them catch more check fraud, uh, you know, criminals. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you can't beat them, join them kind of deal. So listen, John, uh, if you want to call me, you know my schedule here on TMA and, and in-game live. I can fill in the blanks for you when I'm not on the air and I can help you see some of these, you know, discrepancies in the marketplace that we like to find for our customers uh, and for our viewers so much. So good stuff there. Uh, that was one of my finest moments as a handicapper. And Fair I, I will, enough. So I, I will let's never find another one, Jared. You know, you've been talking about this division home games, right? Uh, and that trend that's happening in both matchups in the AFC East as well, where the New England Patriots will be hosting the Dolphins in week one and the Buffalo Bills will be hosting the Jets in week one. And I have identical, interesting numbers attached to them. Six and a half right below that touchdown number it sounds like in big deal little deal no deal at least this trend is a little deal to you the dolphins getting six and a half the jets getting six and a half on the road and remember the bills and the pats in this scenario are not truly enjoying the potential three point three and a half point swing of their home fields when you add that trend you add the no fans i know it's not the full touchdown but it's a nice number you like miami plus six and a half you like the jets plus six and a half so initial lean here i actually think i'm split on these in terms of where i feel the value lies if you asked me out of the gate the patriots and the dolphins i would tell you a touchdown is the minimum that this spread should be if not higher okay and the fact that it's under a touchdown gives me hope um that new england is a value bet here Uh, But the uncertainty lies amongst the quarterback situation. And you are gambling on Jarrett Stidham to be ready to go week one. Now, the the Patriots, I think, are the most fascinating team in the AFC East this season. I think we know what we're getting. the NFL this season. Possibly. 100%. Absolutely. Uh, I I think we know what we're getting with Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a 10-win team. I think Buffalo is a playoff team. I discussed this uh, recently. We did our AFC playoff brackets, and we, you know, neither one of us have New England in our playoff brackets. And I think that's a fair handicap. New England as no plus 165-ish and or Buffalo being underrespected as the co-favorite at plus 130 with the same logic if you are lower on New England than it seems like the books are. Very fair handicap on New England. Uh, I, I can't argue anybody who wants to leave New England out of their action this season, out of their playoff action, uh, based on the quarterback situation. I would argue that the value is on the other side of that. I would argue that that uncertainty has created this little bubble in the marketplace where you can actually buy low on New England for the first time maybe in forever. Fair. Uh, so, yeah, now now I'm not 
running to bet this because I, I am in the Buffalo Bills bandwagon corner this season. I, I do think they are a breakout team. I think they have the potential to win 12 or 13 games, uh, especially if New England does take that step back uh, because I do think the rest of the division is very much uh, in flux. You've got the Jets in their yeah, uncertain situation absolutely. with Sam Darnold and obviously the Dolphins. We don't yeah. know if it's going to be Fitzpatrick or Tua. I'm assuming Fitzpatrick week one. Uh, here's the handicap on this Dolphins-Patriots game, uh, Dane. So Patriots in a normal season with Tom Brady against the Dolphins week one, this spreads double digits, not even close. It's not even close. Right. It's at least 10, probably more closer to 13. That's so, not the case. Yeah, that is obviously not the case. So you the on, on the other hand, it's an empty stadium, and maybe it's a good spot. Uh, for Fitzpatrick to get the start because you don't want to throw Tua out to the Wolves on that tough Patriots defense week one. So I'm going to assume that it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick week one under center. He's gone into New England before and won. So I don't think there's any issue with that. But to me, this line should be 10. And the reason it should be 10 is because of the defense of New England and the offense of Miami. So I, I would lean Miami. I mean, excuse me, I would lead New England here. And I'm on the other side with this Jets-Bills game. I, 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 I think that this line should be closer to three or three in the hook because I don't think the Jets are going to have to deal with any issues in Buffalo, which, as you know, can be a very rowdy fan base. No one's going through so, tables. Yeah, Exactly. No one's throwing through tables. No one's doing any of that stuff. So I think the Jets getting value at plus six and a half. That's why you're seeing the minus 120 on that side. And I think the New England, you're getting the value on the minus six and a half. That's why I think you're seeing the number higher uh, on the home team there. So I would split the difference here. I would go Patriots minus six in the hook. And I'd go Jets plus six in the hook. Little hedge there. I've got the Jets under win total. So, you know, it, it, a small yeah. hedge there for me. Patriots, Dolphins, I don't have any preseason action on. So that's just a straight bet on the number. I do think New England uh, is the contrarian play if you want to bet them in the marketplace early because of the uncertainty with Jarrett Stidham. Now, right. I, I don't have a handicap on him. In fact, I'm kind of, you know, bearish on, on, on Stidham. But I do think the value, if you're asking me just value betting, you're not going to find a better number for the Patriots because if Stidham comes out guns a blazing, you won't find New England that cheap in the marketplace for quite some time the rest of the year. Fair enough. Another place where this happens, not only the division road trend, but also a big number with the key number being crossed because of the three-point potential advantage is in the Arizona-San Francisco game where the Niners are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. So we'll look at that, and it's the same kind of theory potentially. But I want to ask you this because we're talking about no fans. Jared, what— the reality is, though, is state by state, they're making different decisions. And we're going to see 25% fans, 50% yeah. fans, the first 1,000 people to spread out in an arena that can hold 65,000. You know, it's not zero fans either, right? So how up in the air is this? Are you going to cut it in half and call it one and a half if there's 50% capacity? Another question for John this week. Please. Uh, I'm, I'm very – and. Uh, just to just to escape from the NFL vein for a minute, I, I think we're gonna get a glimpse of it. You know, I don't know if you're a big golfer, but you know when your 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 balls in front of someone else's ball, yeah. direct line to the hole. You mark it. You I mark it. it. I stand behind them and I watch the curve. Exactly. Yeah. So, I'm like, no, gonna, no, no, you're away. You go yeah, ahead yeah, first. Yeah, I want to see exactly how that putt breaks as we get closer to the hole. So that is the analogy I'm gonna use for what the NBA is gonna give us with in terms of neutral site. So we're following the blueprint. You're damn right. I've been saying this the whole time. Yeah. We're going to know exactly how the books are going to treat this. We're going to know exactly how the books are going to treat this situation. And it is fascinating. I'm, 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 I'm not going to lie because let's just say Lakers bucks game one of the NBA finals, empty arena in Orlando. If that was game one at the Staples center, 
what do you give him at least another three points? Well, right. what are you going to do? Is it going to be two? Is it going to be one? Is it going to be two in the hook? It, they it have to calculate it as part. It's all formulaic anyway, right? They just have to figure out the change in the algorithm, yep. <laughs> you know, and then it's going to be applied all over the place, right? That's what it comes down to. This is a very, you know, people like, oh, it's a gut thing. No, for these guys, for Sharps, what we're telling you, it is a number data driven thing. There are point values, indexes for every player, for every team. And this being the great unknown is the entire point of the exercise, right? But what's going to happen over the course of time, in the same way, and we've said it before, in the same way of getting from week one to week four of the AAF, they're going to yeah. sharpen the tools and figure yeah. it out. We're just excited to better understand how the hell are they going to attribute this to X, Y, or no Z, idea, and brother. that becomes the fun part. You know, also, the Rams are hosting the Cowboys on Sunday night. It's a brand new stadium. Throw that in the damn pot and... <laughs> Well, how about this? How about this about that game? Handicap this for me. Let's say, let's live in the alternate dimension of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't know what is it. Is there going to be more Cowboys fans or Rams fans in the stands for that game? Damn clue, especially if it's only 25%. (laughs) And that will end our number one of in-game live. When we come back on the other side, we turn our attention to baseball because we think baseball is happening. We have to do the closers, fantasy baseball outfielders. And Jared, a lot of them are damn MVP candidates as well. So we'll look at that market when we come back. It's our number two of in-game live. Stay with us. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics kane velasquez salacious super bowl level scandals Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. 
If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.